Hello, world. Welcome to FG Central. Furious here, back with you guys again for another episode. We're going to be discussing some topics today, and I'm going to be giving you guys some announcements on some upcoming events. I'm joined again by Gunner. Smooth Gunner in the building. Fighting game fans, what up? What up, what up? to each and every one of you guys over there in the FGC. So pretty much, man, we finna get this right underway. This weekend coming up, we have three events, all Street Fighter related, um, from September 7th through September 9th. We have Street Grand Battle, which is a Capcom Pro Tour ranking event over in, I believe it's pronounced Leon, France. So um, I don't know who's going to be over there, but definitely looking forward to seeing who's who's over there and what happens in that event. And also September 7th through the 9th, we have DreamHack Montreal, which is over in uh, Montreal, which is in Canada. That's a premier event. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the heavy hitters will be over there as well, trying to get those points. Saturday on the 8th, we have Red Bull Conquest which is over in Atlanta. So there's that as well. So those are three events underway, all Street Fighter events. Um, you know, looking forward to covering those. And please, guys, FG Central, at FG Central 1 on Twitter, let me know what you guys want to see us cover. There's three of them. And if we can't cover all three, hit us up on Twitter. Um, I'm fixing up Facebook right now. There were some issues with that. I don't know what was going on, but um, but hit us on Twitter, definitely Central One. And you guys can also leave feedback on Anchor. Let us know which one of those uh, you want us to cover. And whatever you guys choose, we'll, we'll pretty much prioritize it. So the ones with the most votes will be in that order, but we'll try to definitely cover all three. That is a lot of content. But for you guys, we're always down to do it. So definitely do that. Okay. Now, first topic underway. Um, Gunner, you said you heard about this. So there was some discussion about Street Fighter V. And there was some leaks from, I believe it was Xkira, who's been correct in the past about certain things with Street Fighter. And they were talking about adding mechanics like uh, V cancels and uh, multiple V skills, multiple critical arts. Before we get into the spinoff topic, what do you think of uh, them adding more mechanics to Street Fighter V? Pause right there. Before we get into the mechanics, I want to know the tournaments that you just listed, do you have any favorites, man? Who do you want to take it home with any of those tournaments right there? Well, I don't know who's entering which ones. I haven't looked up the brackets. I don't even know if the brackets have been posted yet because um, yeah. some of them have later registration than others. Um, usually, the premier events is where all the big boys are. So I'm assuming DreamHack Montreal will be uh, where a lot of them end up. I don't, I don't think that's a region-locked event. I think anybody can go. Um, so, it. I mean... Usually at those events is where you get like, you know, the big boys, the heavy hitters. I mean, anywhere infiltration is, I mean, I'm pretty much rooting for infiltration, um, you know, so. And as far as like, uh, for example, something like Red Bull Conquest, a lot of the local players attend those Red Bull events. So expect a lot of the people from Georgia or from the southern South area period to be there. And for Street Grand Battle, I'm expecting a lot of the UK guys to be there. And if uh, Luffy is at Street Grand Battle, because he is from France, 
Um, I'm expecting him to take it at a just give me battle. Just give me Daigo, man. You know I'm a Daigo fan from third strike and Street Fighter Four and just Street Fighter Five. He don't take take home too many majors, man. Too many premier tournaments. So Daigo, if he's in any of them, I'm biased. Yeah, I want him to yeah, take of it. course, <laughs> of course, that is the beast, man. So what do you think of Street Fighter Five having more mechanics? The game needs it. First of all, Street Fighter Five. Before you add any more DLC or mechanics to your game, fix your damn game, man. Fix the bugs. Fix the net code. Definitely fix that net code. Just fix your game. I don't said that last episode. I'm gonna say it this episode. Mm-hmm. Fix the game. But um, yeah, this so, game like it need it needs for Street Fighter Five to stay relevant. Well, not relevant. It's always gonna be relevant, but to stay on top, to stay number one. Yes, this game needs new mechanics. I think it needs new defensive mechanics. That damn V reversal, man. That's not a good defensive mechanic to me because uh, you know, somebody could bait you into doing your V reversal, and they back on offense. Nah, they need more mechanics. Period, man. So yeah. Uh, um. So first of all, um, a lot of people. What? See, here's the thing, right? I've noticed that um, there are a few people who have found ways to make their Street Fighter V experience better, but they're not fully satisfied. I remember way back in season one, shout out to PR Balrog. I remember back now, remember the game always has an issue when they fix one another comes. Way back early <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. Way, way back early on, um, you could it would take forever to get matches. And um, that was one of the first issues way back from from early on. And I remember PR Balrog, it was one point where he was streaming. He had the PS4 version and the PC version running at the same time just to make sure he got like back-to-back matches. Fast forward to shitty netcode nowadays, which is the ongoing problem. A lot of people are buying specific routers and whatnot to try to make sure they optimize their experience. First of all, shout outs to all the people who who got the NetDuma router or whatever optimal router you got to analyze ping and um, make sure you block out people from a certain radius. All that stuff is great, but not everybody has the money to do that. What about your casual average player who doesn't? NetDuma routers and all of those optimal routers are extremely expensive. Not to mention, they don't fully eliminate the problem. They just make it a little better. So... That's one thing. So definitely, I agree with you. Definitely fix your net code because not everybody has money to be going out and buying optimal routers and shit like that just to make your experience go from a three to a six. It's not even a full-blown good experience. It's just, so, it just takes it up a few notches. Capcom is telling me, first they want us to buy fight sticks so we could do our combos fluently and, and the game could move a bit smoother. Now they want us to pretty much buy these freaking alternate routers and all that so to, i mean the that's code. not like, capcom on, saying man. that i mean that's not necessarily capcom saying i, I know that. they're not directly saying I mean, that but, but indirectly indirectly i mean street fighter 5 is actually pretty decent on pad i mean we're in the generation nah, of not. pads because <laughs> i mean well no i mean think about the players who dominate over here they're mostly pad players smug is a pad player punk is a pad player knuckle is a pad player so so the game you can definitely get it in on pad but obviously Capcom's not saying, yo, we want you guys to get a router to do this. But by not fixing your game, you're forcing That's what you're saying. who yeah. want to play it uh, to do that. But now, as far as the actual game goes, um, yeah, Street Fighter V, um, 
is a game that favors rushdown. It's a game that, yo, if you got that good rushdown and all that whatnot, if you know how to bait, if you know how to if you're if you know how to use offense as a defense, basically, or to keep um stay on your opponent's ass, it will favor you, not in every situation, but in damn near all of them, because mm. your defense is weak in that game. We have Very. limited access to invincible moves, invincible reversals. V reversal can be baited and thrown. And in some cases, B reversal can be command thrown for even more damage. And then shout outs to the Mahomes, my boy G. And if you're in a situation where they bait the V reversal and G's on like level two or three presidentiality, you're getting command thrown into a combo because he combos off his command throw in level two and three. So it's it's crazy, right? So you don't really have a lot of defensive mechanics. Um, focus wasn't the best thing in the world, but nah. it, it helped. You know, it, it was more useful than V reversal. And of course, alpha counters, which V reversals were inspired by, were definitely better because alpha counters were very similar to a push block, um, where it pretty much did get you off, um, get the opponent off you so you can take a turn. And Street Fighter V, um, I'm finding that the more the meta develops, it actually, once again, it's not Marvel at uh, levels of turn stealing, but it's getting easier for people, especially online, to steal turns. You know, it's like, I'm going to do this combo and then I'm going to do this so I can take your turn. You know, um, I'm going to challenge you or I'm going to throw out an invincible move or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bait you to do a V reversal and then I'm going to punish you and then take another turn. You know, it is it is really hard to defend yourself, though not impossible. You have to have character specific ways. Fong has really good ways of uh, getting out of certain situations. Urien, certain characters do have good access to it, but there are some characters that just get mauled in that game. They just get destroyed. So definitely more access to. Let's see what all. If if any of these are true, then hopefully there's some uh, mechanics in there to help with uh you know defense as well as offense or to you know make combos you know i don't know more fluid um you know because some combos in that game do drop or they're not reliable things of that nature let's see what they do to make this game more optimal more fun um because high level is great and watching it is great but the game has to be fun as well which brings me to the discussion that ended up happening with this this uh these leaks basically didn't really i mean people didn't spark much conversation about the leaks more so than they started talking about yo is street fighter 5 even still a good game nowadays can street fighter 5 survive because remember there's supposed to be five seasons of street fighter 5 so until 2020 and people really started discussing can street fighter 5 really survive in today's climate of fighting games. And first, let me get your thoughts on can Street Fighter V survive amongst its peers till 2020? Okay, so when we say the word survive, we mean... We mean... Like, yeah. Both like, both, stay online, both player base, like people playing the game online and right, stuff. Right. Like the game and not being... competitively. And competitively. I, I and don't you. think it can't be outdone competitively. You saw what happened at EVA. Exactly. But... Saying that, will it survive? Of course, Street Fighter Five is going to survive. It's not going to be dead. It's not going to go through a Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Nothing. It's not gonna. It's not gonna do that. 
bad. It's not going to go dead. Trust me. Street Fighter Five is going to survive. Now, is it going to stay on top as number one? No, it's not. No. Okay. So let me explain. So what a lot of people were basically starting to say, um, a lot of people like Alex Myers, Chris Tatarian, they actually started expressing their feelings on Twitter about how they really feel about Street Fighter V that they forgot why they started playing Street Fighter in the first place. And it, it became less about fun and more about their, their pro players. And Street Fighter V is where the money is and all this traveling, the pressure to perform well. And Alex Meyer was saying, look, man, this game pretty much for me turned into it's not fun anymore. It's more so like becoming textbook where, okay, I'm going to bait this, do that, die, bait this, do that. Or I'm going to use this particular textbook strategy to do well. And, you know, and other players um, have expressed in the past, Phenom especially, he's like one of the first players I remember saying, I really don't like this game. I really play this game for the money. And exactly. Phenom's a hell of a player, by the way. He's, I mean, he's not even talking out his ass. He's, he's on, he's always in top 20 of the uh, online leaderboards and he's, um, he's made multiple top eights. Um, and he's actually in the top uh, 32 for Capcom Cup. So he most likely will be there, but he's one of the first people I remember. And now everybody after, because this is why I think this is happening now, because when arcade edition was announced, that was supposed to be, the rebirth arcade edition was supposed to be the rebranding the the game that brought street fighter 5 back out and it just didn't people found that the game still had the same issues that it always had i think the 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 least nicest way to say it is i think people are getting bored of street fighter 5 because unlike unlike its predecessors third strike and street fighter 4 they're already finding everything like there's not a lot to discover in street fighter five and we've we've had this discussion before i don't know I'm, i doubt we've had it on the show but we've definitely had it off the show where for the most part not always if you watch two people in street fighter five play the same character you probably won't be able to tell which player it is whereas in previous games you could tell tokido's um, akuma from infiltrations akuma you know right. you could tell infiltrations jury from ii's jury you know so on and so forth um and in street fighter 5 is not really the case the game is very linear the only advantage street fighter 5 has is there's not one player winning every tournament right i mean shout outs to nether realm and shout outs to all the great players but for example, in NetherRealm games and in other games, there'll be one or two players, right, that'll dominate, that'll dominate right? And those Don't guys, like, they're just that damn good. So you can't blame them. They're that damn good. With Street Fighter, all these players are that damn good. But I heard somebody say this recently. I think it was Z at a Taiwan Fighter Major. He basically was saying, one thing about this game that I think people like is that there's not one player always dominating. There is, there are different winners. You had, um, you had Taiwan Fighter Major, and then next week you have Fudo winning the uh, Esports Festival Hong Kong, right? So Problem X, I mean, Problem X wasn't on anybody's radar to win EVO. That is unpredictable type stuff that people do um, take into consideration. But other than that, here's my thoughts on Street Fighter V. First of all, you already, since you know me kind of personally, you already know 
I get bored of Street Fighter Five mad easily. What'll happen is there'll be like one character per season that'll get me interested in the game again. But um, but basically what'll happen is it'll be like when when I when a game first came out, I mean Karen was it for me. I mean, that character is fun still to this day. She can't breathe new life into the game for me, but she she is that fun. When the DLC for season one was announced, I was like, okay, Ibuki and Jury. That's what I'm looking forward to. Well, I liked Ibuki, but like it just her new her Street Fighter Five, like the Street Fighter Fiveified Ibuki. Even in season, even in later seasons when all the tech was discovered, it still wasn't fun. Hot playing competitively is great, but games got to be fun to me first. First and foremost, they have to be fun. And Ibuki just wasn't fun. Like, not this version. Um, I love Third Strike Ibuki, and I like Street Fighter Four Ibuki a lot. But this version wasn't fun. Fast forward to Jury, and oh, man, like, it was the same thing. She was so underwhelming. And because they take, because the characters who were in previous games, they take so much away from them because Street Fighter V is a safely made game that it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I'd be trying to be nice and not compare, but you can't help but compare. And Street Fighter V Jury is a shell of her former self. They took way too much away because it's Street Fighter V. It's a safely made game. Season two, um, Akuma got me interested for a while. Um, so did Colleen, and so did or oh, and Manat was supposed to, but I got with Akuma. I played the game for a decent amount. Um, when season two started, I thought Akuma was fun. Um, I was considering him being a pocket character. Remember, that was 2017, so I was competing. He was one of the characters that I would, you know, try to uh play with when I would go to versus tournaments in my area and whatnot and he was fun colleen i got bored of pretty quickly even though i do um i did really like the character overall and manat even even more so than colleen just because I, her play style it wasn't that she wasn't a good character her play style didn't match me the way i thought it would um and last but not least fast forward to season three i've been bored this whole damn season um sakura great character but she's not getting past a certain level of play. She gets mauled too easily. So while the fun aspect is there, once you get to a certain level, this character just gets mauled. I mean, you she was supposed to be that girl. Like, she was supposed to really be popular, and you saw people just wasn't using her online that much. Um, Chris G tried her out a couple times early in the season, but then... You didn't see him using her anymore after like what Frosty Faustings, maybe a couple tournaments after that. Um, and I was way back in January and February. And last but not least, um, Sagat, we talked about him last time. But G is fun. G revitalized the game a little bit for me. Um, it didn't get me playing the game again competitively, but if I were ever going to, I would say they did a good job with G because. He has like so many tools and you you can actually have your own identity with the character, even though, yes, right now everybody's doing the same combos and the same setups. Um, I think that 
he is the one character that maybe just maybe we might see people create their own identity. Like you might be able to tell one player's G from another player's G. And that's what that's what SF5 need, man. They need when they come out with these DLC mm-hmm. characters. As a matter of fact, all the characters in the game, they need to give them more tools. As you can see, uh G has a shitload of special moves. You see yes, what I'm saying? He has a shit ton of special moves that are all useful for the most part, too. It's not even like Sagat where Tiger Knee is basically useless in this game. Um, it's it's like all of his tools have have a use. Um, like I said, man, I like Street Fighter V. I don't want people to ever think that I hate the game. I like it, and I do think it's a good game, but dude, what happened was when they were developing that game, they had a vision. And in 2016, that was very valid because you didn't have KOF 14. You didn't have the influx of amazing games that we got in 2017, which were like Injustice 2, Tekken 7, Guilty Gear Rev 2, and Marvel Infinite, which, you know, everything in that game sucks except the gameplay. And last but not least, you sure as hell didn't have all the great shit coming out in 2018. The Dragon Ball Fighters, which blew Street Fighter away at EVO. Um, you didn't have Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which, to my surprise, a lot of people like. You didn't have the upcoming, even though it's one of the games that people consider poverty, people still like it a lot, which is Undernight and Birth. You didn't have Soul Calibur Six. You know, you didn't have all of this for Street Fighter Five. And it's like when you put Street Fighter Five next to those games, you realize how much Street Fighter Five is lacking. It's lacking in content and in gameplay wise, it's lacking in gameplay like variety, basically. It's lacking that density in gameplay, you know, and people are starting to get bored. I really do like the game. I like the way it feels. It feels great. It literally just needs more. I I know people who play casually. Okay, I got homeboys who play casually, who don't, don't even play competitively, and they can tell that they're like, yo, this game feels like it's missing something. You feel me? Like, they even it's... can tell that the game feels like it's missing something. And it does. Like, you know, especially when you put it up next to its peers. I want Street Fighter to do great. I actually don't want Street Fighter to fail. I know a lot of people, you know, say that. I don't know if they really mean it. I don't want the game to fail or the franchise. I like the franchise overall. But this particular game was a game that was made with competitive in mind. And I always say this. When you make your fighting games, uh, I understand that they had a lot of pressure from the success of Street Fighter 4 competitively because the longevity of Street Fighter 4 really um, hinged on the competitive scene and the competitive scene does almost kind of guarantee the longevity of games. But I always tell, I always say this when you make your games, make sure you make them with fun in mind. And if they happen to be good competitively, that's a bonus shout outs to arc system works. They knew they had an idea that dragon ball fighters might be competitive, but they made the game with fun in mind and then it just so happened to ring very well with the competitive scene. And bam, you have a, a recipe for ultimate success. Street Fighter V wasn't made with fun in mind. Street Fighter V was made with competitive in mind and with competition in mind. And that's why, in my opinion, people are, you know, starting to really turn, turn a side eye to the game. 
I'm glad you said that. Like to me, the tournament scene, they kind of screwed Street Fighter Five because they played it too safe. They don't want to take risk. You see what I'm saying? They don't want to. Like, just suppose, man, if they would give, if they would have gave all their base characters before all the DLC, if they would have gave them like those move movies in Street Fighter Four that um broken mode, what was it Omega mode or whatever Omega that was? Mode, yeah. yeah, like just imagine if they would have gave. You know, Ken and Ryu, different moves, and everybody different moves. Matter of fact, they could have even taken a page out of Neverrealm with um Mortal Kombat 10, and they could have gave people different like different variations. You see what I'm saying? You pick this yes. variation, you will have you know access to maybe new special moves, or your frame data be uh, uh be different here or there. Like, give us. Yeah, unfortunately, Capcom the... would. Unfortunately, Capcom would never take those big risks because they make games now with competitive with competition. That's, and that's it. my whole point. Um, that's my but point, man. That's what I'm saying. As far as Omega moves, funny enough, uh, some of their characters were inspired by Omega mode. Cody, um, a, a lot of his moves were taken from his Omega mode um, thing in um, Street Fighter Four, and I think I want to say Guile. I think Guile is another one who some of the stuff they gave him was based on Omega mode stuff. So they've done that, but they once again they give them this stuff for flat for like for not even for flashiness because Street Fighter Five isn't even a flashing game. They give it to them, but then they hold it back, like they make it either unsafe or they or they tone it down. They tone down on the properties, you know, because it, it's they want it to be such a safely made game. Um, and you see, like you proving my point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. the tournament the tournament scene has killed this game to me. Like they don't want to take risks. They want to make it safe. Like Street Fighter Five, it feels like we're playing like Street Fighter Two, man. Like maybe like a little different mechanics here and there, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel too different. You see what I'm saying? Like it feels so damn simple. Like I can play that with like my little brother, my like my little cousin. That's really like the only time I played is like with a friend or like casually, because like a anybody can kind of pick up the game and you know be a, like a little competitive. You see what I'm saying? Like it's. It's not too hard to be good in Street Fighter Five, and that's because it's too black and white. It's too, it's too dry. It's too like cut dry. You see, dry. What I'm there we go. That's a great it's too, word. It's, it's dry. It's too dry. Um, man. Originally, so, originally they toned it down because they wanted uh, newcomers to uh, to come in. And I asked you this accomplished. question. I asked you this question a while back, though. Yes, we got some newcomers coming in, and I told you. I said. By toning games like this down, in my opinion, they're just making it easier for the pro players. And I talked to this. Yes, we had some new, we had some newcomers come in and do some damage. But you know, you've been at this for a while. As far as Street Fighter Five goes, though, who do we mostly see on top? The, the vets, man. You mainly the same players, the, same, the, the exact people same from fucking four. people, exactly. Yeah, just the about. same people. So congratulations, like I said. All they did was make it easier for the already pro players. Because, yes, there are some newcomers who are really, really killing it, but you still see the same people on top. The Daigos, Tokitos, Infiltration, Magos, you know, Momoji, Momochi, um, you know, Sako, all of these guys, and I love all these guys. I'm glad they're there, but they, they failed at what they were trying to do because Looks, I don't know who it was that said this, um, a YouTuber or a streamer, but somebody said this and it's true. I, I, per, I, me personally, I like the idea. I don't mind 
tailoring things towards casuals because I, I, I you know, I have a, a show on my YouTube channel called A Casuals Confidence. And the whole concept of that show is to show that casuals can have fun with fighting games too. As long as you either, as long as it's handled well, like KOF, I like the way they handle the auto combos because they have an auto combo, but it does scale if you use it. Um, Marvel, I like the way they did because you can turn it on and off. You know what I mean? I like, I, as long as it's handled well, I don't mind um, tailoring things towards casuals. However, somebody did make a good point. They keep on toning down these games for casual players who are going to come in. They're going to play the game for like a week or two. And be out. And then they're not going to play it anymore. Because the thing is, at some point, they're still going to get to a certain level online. And then they're not going to be able to win anymore. And Facts. you know how casual players are. They Once that happens, they're like, okay, well, I'm done with this. On to the next. So... They're making these games and tailoring to them towards these players who are most of them, not all, of course, are going to drop the game after a week or two, no more than a month. So it, it's like, is it really worth it? You know, it, it does create a great debate that I'm sure will be held one day, whether or not companies should keep on, because it is a trend now, keep on tailoring these games towards casual players or tailoring them towards t trying to take out execution barriers, you know, um, you know, like you Speed, said, speed kick said on Twitter, he said, I wish execution was seen as a simply just a part of the gameplay and not like a restriction. He said, because for me, I would, if I'm spec, even if I'm spectating or, if, you know, I, he said, I would rather see a match get closed out by somebody who's doing like two just frame links or two frame perfect links um, than, you know, oh, I found a random hit. Let me convert. And that's it. You know, and, and I mean, I, I kind of agree. I, I understand that execution can be difficult, but I do wish that people started seeing execution as simply a part of the gameplay, not a barrier. But at the same time, I can understand why trying to take execution out or trying to at least lower that barrier. I can understand why, you know, companies would want to do that, you know, especially if they want to sell more copies. It is a business at the end of the day. You were saying? Like you said, Arc System Works, they did it perfectly. KOF did it perfectly. Like, we don't want to be able to turn on a freaking simple mode because you already know, like, people see that, casual players see that, and be like, no, I'm too good for a simple mode. I'm not turning that on. You see what I'm saying? Like, nine times out of ten, they don't turn that shit on. Even though they need to, they don't turn it on. So it just needs to be done right. But I don't want to be the dead horse. So we know yeah. Street Fighter. So, we, 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 we know, well, let me ask you. We know Street Fighter has its problems. So in Season 5, what season new mechanics... See, season, you know, four. season 4. In Season 4, what new mechanics do you think this game needs to to keep it at number one. Just give me straight mechanics that you need for this game to just be well before you say that. Well, before I answer that, rather, um, I do know that simple modes like like Marvel Three had and, and stuff like that. I do know that very very few, but I do know that some people do use them actually, um, and do actually like them. They appreciate them, but once again, I just like having the option to turn it on and off. And as far as Street Fighter Five. Um, let me see. So they can, for one, they can start off by working with what they already have, right? So find a way to make V-reversal not broken, but useful, 
okay? Don't be scared to make V-reversal useful. You did it with Alpha Counters and Alpha 3 and other games um, previously. Don't be scared to make it useful. It's already a limited thing, and you already <laughs> have to bet on using exactly. it anyway because you have a gauge attached to it. You're giving up your V-trigger to use this. So why would we make that useless when it's already something you're gambling away you're already giving up one thing to use it that so if you want a risk reward there's your risk reward right there so make it useful and make them good like some that's what i mean that's what i mean by by make them useful just make them all useful some of them are are i mean they're they're useless across the board but some of them are worse than others yes so i'm talking i'm looking at you vega so um you know (laughs) so yeah and then the next thing they can do is the multiple V skills. Um, they can basically they can work with that. So the second V you can have, and this is this is something that I don't. This shouldn't be an issue, or they shouldn't have to do this. But I'm only saying this because the game has no defensive mechanics. They can tailor a lot of the V skills to be more defensive, like a defensive style V skill versus an offensive one. Um, But that's only because the game lacks defensive uh, mechanics. Um, They should just be creative with the V skills, period, in my opinion. V skill creativity can really do a lot for that game. Um, Because we saw with some of the V trigger tools, some of them weren't creative and some of them were just ass. What the fuck is Zeku's V trigger two? It's useless. So... Because it's unsafe, um, and it, and it's crush counterable, and it has no events. Um, and yeah, and it's crush counterable if I'm not mistaken. Um, another so yeah, V trigger, uh, V skill two creativity. Be creative with the V skill tools, man. Don't don't you know make them don't don't just you know pick some shit out of a box type of shit, you know. And last but not least, invincible moves. Make sure that we have access to invincible moves don't make them broken but if we have a meterless invincible reversal give it to a character but don't um just make sure that you that it's a risk reward that's all make sure it's a risk reward what do you think in far as far as mechanics to improve the game man here we go everybody should have armor on their ex moves Similar, I'm talking like armor, like an Abigail type armor. You, I should not be able to get low fucking punched out of a EX, I don't know, hurricane kick or Sharyuken or whatever. You should not be able to just throw a normal out at me and just knock me out of my EX move. You see what I'm saying? Let those have armor, man. Okay, before um, you move the- on, before you move on, hold that thought. So let me explain to you about EX moves. So every EX move has a property that um, some of them do have armor. Um, Abigail's, uh, Laura's, Laura's EX elbow has a bit of armor, right? But the thing about EX moves um, is, right, in Mortal Kombat, for example, if you spend a certain amount of bar, you get you armored moves, right? In Street Fighter, and it's just in every Street Fighter game that has EX, the EX moves have a certain property where they are invincible to something. So they might not have armor, 
but you have to decide what you want to do or which ex moves you want to do because some of them are throw invincible so you can't throw it that's the good that's the uh risk reward part some of them are hit invincible some of them are projectile invincible okay so they don't all have armor because they're simply not supposed to because that would be broken in the long run but what they do with ex moves is they either shrink the hit hurt box or they move the hurt box back or they're throw invincible they're projectile invincible or they're hit invincible so you have to basically know what the properties of your ex moves are so that you can uh, say okay in this situation i know he likes to throw so i'm gonna throw out a uh, throw invincible uh ex move you know or i'm gonna throw out a projectile invincible because he likes to throw fireballs you know what i mean so that's basically what you have to do for your uh when you're deciding your uh what you want to spend meter on because you are spending meter so you don't want to waste it of course so when you're doing those ex moves you want to decide based on what the properties of them are so you got to do some research on your character and see what the properties of their ex move is whether it uh moves the hurt box whether it's storm invincible projectile invincible all right go ahead another thing everybody in the game needs to have at least like I would say effort. I'm gonna say five everybody in the game needs to have like five special if you're not gonna do variations, if mm -hmm. you don't want to bite off a of Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. everybody needs to have five special moves. Okay, five. that's that's okay. That's that's valid. That's valid. There are some characters like Jury who uh don't have a lot of special moves. I think she has she has the pinwheel she has okay. She has, I mean, I guess not. I'm not, I'm not they're kind of cheating normals. with jury though. I'm not. They're I'm not counting. I'm not counting command normals. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not counting. I know. I know. You mean actual special moves? And right. jury is kind of cheating, sort of, kind of, because on her uh, fireball kick move, she has three. Every version does something different. So I guess they're trying to say, well, that's technically. So she technically has five special moves because she has the flip kick, the pinwheel, and those three. But on the move list, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily read that way. But she does. Um, who else in that game? Guile. Guile. I mean, man, you know, two. I mean, you know, man. See, it's it's it's, That's what it's I'm saying. touchy. It's touchy though with Guile because Guile's been repping those two moves since '91, man. So that's what like, I'm saying, and that's but, what. So but what I said like know. 10 minutes ago, it felt like we still playing Street Fighter 2. Did not not yeah, say, just you know, say that? Guy been like those, Street Fighter 2. You know, he's been repping those two moves. You know, even his V-triggers are just variants of those of, two moves. Exactly. <laughs> his V-triggers are man. just variants of those two moves. I mean, he gets the V-skill, which is basically Sonic Boom. He just throws it. He chucks it sideways. But, you know, his V-triggers, you're right, though, because his V-triggers are literally just variants of Sonic Boom and exactly. Flash Kick. Guy been repping the same, you know, same two moves, you know, 30, 30 years almost. Um, all right, all right. So I mean, valid point, valid point. Um, keep it going. Give us more juggles. I think juggle, juggles are dope. You imagine if you could do some shit like Ryu does a short Yukin. As he's coming down, boom, we bust you with our doken as he's coming down. So as you're falling, you're getting bust with our doken. Like, look how think how flashy that would be. So Street Fighter Five needs to add more flashiness to the game. Add okay, more okay. flashiness. All right. So, um, in V Trigger One, um, as of Arcade Edition, where you can actually get in the corner, he actually has more juggle potential. He can actually do the V Triggered Fireball into Sure You Can Now. Um, there's no Street Fighter Four S combos. Um, I mean, unless you're playing Manat and or G. Manat and G have the effectively the longest combos in the game. Um, Manat, specifically her V-Trigger 1 is what I'm referring to. Uh, I mean, once again, 
the reason why they don't do that is because they originally, when they made the game, they wanted to take out the execution barriers. So they took out the longer well, you know, flashy but... combos so that the people, you know, so that people wouldn't struggle with them. Because I've, I'm I'm pretty far in on a lot of my Street Fighter 4 trials when I used to play it. I used to get pretty far. And I used to be very proud. It's very satisfying because simply those combos were extremely difficult. So it's very satisfying. And I guess they just didn't want those crazy difficult combos, which is why they, you know, the input when the input leniency is there. Um, that's why the combos are shorter generally, you know. Um, but I mean, I can't argue with that though. You're not the only you're not the first person I've heard say that. I have I'm gonna be honest though. I have heard more people say that they like the uh, toned down combos over the harder combos. I have heard more people say that, but you are not the only one who I've heard say, yo, this game needs to have just more combo potential. Obviously, they're going to have to modify the scaling so that matches aren't over hella quick, but that's called doing work, which apparently Capcom doesn't like to do all the time. All right, continue. They, they just need to be a little bit more loose, man. Just take risk. Like, of course, you know what I'm saying? Some things may be like a little broken and hardcore mm-hmm. fans, competitive tournament. Um, but that's players, what they're trying to like a little That's bitch, what but... they're trying to avoid. They don't want anything remotely broken. You know, Flo said it. Flo said um, one of the things he hates the most about Street Fighter V is artificial rules. And what he was referring to was stuff like um, Sagat can um, get a DP off of a uh, EX high tiger shot. But if you do EX low tiger shot, he can't combo into a DP. He said that's unnecessary. Like, why? Why? And simply, they just like taking shit away. That's why comp, um, air attacks or air projectiles can only be done if you jump forward. That's why they took away jump back, yeah. fireball, jump back, kunai, right? It can only be done if you jump forward. They did that because they don't want to even remote. Like, anything that can turn into something broken they take it away. Now, there's certain shit that don't need to be there. I hated Jump Tech OS, Jump Back OS, whatever the hell you want to call it. I hated that shit. I'm glad it's gone. So, but in general, though, as far as getting loosey-goosey with the characters, and some stuff will be broken, yo, that's just the nature of shit. But let's think about this. Y'all clearly didn't give a damn with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Y'all tried, and people found, you know, you know people were gonna find broken shit, or, or at least semi-broken shit in that game so like just let it be anything that can remotely be taken advantage of they don't put it like putting uh the ability to be able to throw projectiles in the air at any angle that's a dangerous thought to them like that's dangerous so they're like nope not doing it so yeah they it's a safely made game to avoid anything remotely being broken or getting out of hand go ahead but you know the crazy part they being so damn safe, like they can't come out with patches. You see what I'm saying? If something is broken, in so many tournaments on Street Fighter Five, you could notice something being broken like that. So many videos on YouTube going up, you could notice something being broken like that. Just patch the shit. If somebody's abusing something, abusing the mechanic, just patch it. That's all you got to do, Capcom. That's patch the damn game. Actually, having to put in the work, dude. I'm telling, like, cause it's like, okay. Uh, let's say if Ibuki had every version of her kunai um, in the air, I mean, and they somehow found a way to make Vort- Ibuki a Vortex character, right? And again, like she was in Street Fighter 4. She just became Vortex Ibuki again. 
and they got now they have to actually sit down and figure out all right uh how can we how do we patch this what do we change the frame data on and then sometimes do what happens is when you change one thing it affects another thing so now you got to figure out how to change this without affecting that and then and you got to make sure that this doesn't affect that and by making the game safe, they eliminate all of those issues. Well, they make the game safe and boring, man. How about that? Basically, I mean, basically, that's 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 basically it. And the thing is, the game could be fun. I mean, there's room. Look, once again, if Street Fighter V came out at the tail end of last generation, it wouldn't be so bad because it actually feels like a seven-generation game. That's yeah, the thing about Street Fighter V. I feel the same way about Street Fighter V that I feel about Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Simply just came out too late. Um, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle would have been excellent last generation. Street Fighter V would have been excellent last generation. I just feel like, you know, everything else is moving way far ahead than those games. And, you know, they're still trying to polish Street Fighter V. Look, man, here's the hoping that Season 4 is great. Um, I hope we don't get all new characters. I hope they do it. One thing I can say, their character selection this season was pretty good, minus Blanca. Um, their character selection this season was pretty good. <laughs> hey, I like Blanca, man. I like that. <laughs> um, I love their character selection this season. That was pretty dope. Hopefully next season will be great with that, but I'm more so worried about gameplay. I want gameplay to be good. Um, you know, exactly. I, I, I mean, I mean, at this point, all of the fan favorites are here. So I don't need, I'm gonna be honest with you. With the exception of new characters. Um, that they come up with, I don't even care who returns now because Ingrid's clearly not coming back because they got uh, the Ingrid costume for Karen. She's clearly not. But all the fan favorites are here. So I'm going to just tell you straight up, dude. I mean, I'll be excited for certain shit. Like, for example, Rose. And, you know, I know Evil Ryu will get a lot of people excited. I don't see the point, but I know Evil Ryu will get a lot of people excited. But you know what? You want to know, though? Yeah, Sean. Oh, Third Strike. There we go. Third Strike characters. Take my money now. People will lose their shit for Third Strike characters. Makoto and Remy. Well, Remy, I don't know. But, like, you know. As long as they don't don't make her like um, Street Fighter 4, we good. Yeah, Yun, Yang, um, Yun and Yang. People will... People will go lose their shit for them. A couple of street, well, all of the Street Fighter Four favorites are are pretty much there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess the cap rate minus the story mode. Um, but I, I mean, but here's the thing though. Here's the reason why. I, another reason why I don't care who they bring back. Just to wrap this conversation up, because Street Fighter Five, when they bring these characters back. They're going to be Street Fighter Fiveified versions of these characters. So that's what I'm saying. So if they bring the Capri back, all of the super dope shit that Infiltration and Knuckle do and all of them used to do with her in Street Fighter 4, you're not going to be able to do. If they bring Evil Ryu back, you're not going to be able to do all that. If they bring Yuna Yang back or Guy, there we go, that's what I forgot, or Guy, you know, which, I mean, we have Zeku, so, you know, like, you're not going to be able to do all of that shit. Rose is a character who also has limited amount of special moves. So maybe Rose in Street Fighter V would actually, and be honest with you, there's very few characters who I feel would fit more than Rose. Rose would be great uh, just because the way she moves and everything. Uh, not to mention it'd be nice to see Luffy pick her up again. But 
you know, I'm scared of if they bring any of these characters back, they're not even gonna be as fun because they're Street Fighter Five versions. Speaking of Zeku, think about how dope Street Fighter Five would be if everybody in the game had a different version like that. Like you could just press like maybe down, down or whatever or, or whatever button, and they switch, and they it's they're a totally different character with. Um, well, it's the same character, but you know what I mean. Like it, a different version of the character with new with a new move set, which is basically like you were saying. Like they got like like a variation thing, but you can do it in game. Yeah, like like, like a Zeku, right? I mean, but if you could just do that with that, that would be. Like, a, I'm gonna be honest. That would be a dope mechanic, not for Street Fighter because it wouldn't make sense lore wise, story wise. But that would be a dope mechanic for a game. Period. To be honest with you, to be totally honest with you, that would be a dope mechanic for a game. Like, imagine if in Mortal Kombat, if you could do that, if you could switch variations like mid mid mid, mid fight, go from yeah. Cryomancer to Grand to Grandmaster Sub Zero. You know, that'd be some broken fun shit. What, you know, nah, people are well, like the know, older MK games. You could do that shit, like Deadly Alliance and all that. You oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you they had different like fighting switch. styles. Yeah. yeah, they had different With fighting the fight styles. styles. Um, uh, stances, uh, Tao Fing had them as well, but um, but yeah, they had different stances. Now, yeah, different stances uh, would be great, and that's nothing new to fighting games. Um, in general, um, you know, different stances. SNK has messed around with that before. Um, Capcom has so um, a lot a lot of games have NetherRealm or Midway at the time has, and and that I mean, and, and Capcom has with Zeku. So different stances is nothing new. Oh, and Namco has because uh, Tekken. And um, Soul Calibur characters have different stances. So yeah, I mean that would be dope. That would be a dope mechanic. Uh, period for a fighting game, you know. In Bloody Roar, you can transform all together. Yeah, uh, we gotta talk. I, I definitely, Somebody you know, bring Black Bloody Roar, man. That was yeah, my I game. Yo, Bloody Roar is. Uh, if damn, there's, I've talked about this before. We're, we're not gonna talk about this now. We'll do it another day, and then we're gonna move on to our next topic. It, the the fighting game franchise out of all of the ones that have been gone for a long time, 10 years or longer the one that I miss the most Bloody even Roar. more than Capcom vs. SNK is Bloody Roar yes. so anyway, alright, so there's Street Fighter 5 um, now let's talk about uh, Smash Ultimate, you looking forward to it? Smash players, where y'all at? we got a lot of Smash fanboys out there yes we do more fans <laughs> um, um, yeah man, I mean Smash, Smash Ultimate—it's gonna be great. It's—it's um, it's gonna be—it's gonna be crazy, man. I'm not a big Smash player. I do play it. I will mm-hmm. say this is a game that's taking risk. How they giving us everybody in the franchise and then some. Um, how they giving us over like 100 levels, mm-hmm. you know, Same in this new Smash update. And you can um you can do this uh, stage um um stage uh modifier thing where basically you go from one stage to another. There's a feature. Where you can basically you put two stages together, and then um, it's I think it's called like stage mutation or something like that. Uh, I forgot the actual name. And what happens is mid match, it'll transform from one stage to another. That creates I think uh, Sakurai said it creates over nine hundred possibilities for stages. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, let me ask you this: Why you think Smash players don't get a lot of respect? Like, there's still people in the FGC running around saying that Smash Brothers is not a fighting game. <laughs> There are what? in 2018. Yeah, in 2018, man. I had no idea. Say, I actually still on Twitter. On Twitter, earlier this year, on Twitter, you know, Sonic Fox was uh, giving them their props, and he was talking about he might actually go in, and you know, the Smash community was like, "You're all welcome." Um, 
Um, and and that that sparked the whole thing about people actually saying, "Yo, Smash is gonna be dope at Evo," and you know stuff like that. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. A lot of the people who used to say that and probably still do, um, they're not exactly how can I put it? They're not in as in tune clearly with what's going on in the FGC. Smash has had two games at Evo for a long time now. And let's and talk about that. Pause. No, let's talk about hold that. Hold on, hold on. No, no, let's talk about that in a sec. But the reason why is because people turn up. The the entrance levels are high and the viewership is high. People love that game and for good reason. I mean, people fucking love Smash. And the Smash community have proven that with or without the FGC and or sponsorship, they will keep playing their game like they used to That's do facts. it on their own they, were, they used to do it from 07 up until like 2013 they used to do it on their fucking own and you and that's why they get so much props i mean i i know people used to say that i didn't know people were still saying that in 2018 but now a lot of people are giving them their props as they fucking deserve it so they do definitely get their respect go ahead what do you got to say about it yo I don't care what tournament it is. Any major tournament, premier tournament, you should not have the same two versions of the same game on your main stage. Smash, Smash fans, y'all probably drag me for this. It is so fucking unfair that at Evo, y'all have Melee and y'all have the latest Smash game, man, on the main stage. No. One of those need to be a side tournament. If y'all still in love with Melee like that, Okay, cool. Let that be on the main stage. No fighting game should have two versions of the same damn game on the main stage. If that's the case, let's have Street Fighter 4. I still like watching Street Fighter 4 matches. Let's have Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5. Let's have Mortal Kombat 9 and Mortal Kombat 10. That's crazy that Smash get to have two games on the main stage. That shit is unfair, man. I'm you want to know the difference, though, between the Street Fighter 4 and Mortal Kombat 9? Shout outs to Mortal Kombat X. Um, the still kicking every now and then. Earlier this year at KIT, they had Mortal Kombat X tournament. Um, and and they had a lot of fun with that. Um, at Frosty Faustine's, I know they had Street Fighter Four, and they still have Street Fighter Four tournaments. Um, and people always show up. But the difference is one, it's clearly obvious why the Smash community has a hard time, or why tournament organizers have a hard time choosing between Smash 4 and Melee and they choose them both. Because the difference is if they had a Street Fighter 4 tournament on the main stage, um, which certain tournaments have tried to do, the numbers just don't show, man. Both in entrance and viewership. I gotta look that up. Nah. Both in entrance and viewership. I already have. Both in entrance and viewership. Same thing with MK9. Um, I love watching them. I love watching MK9, man. I think that shit's fun. But... The once again, man, in entrance and viewership, uh, the numbers just don't show as they do for both Melee and Smash Four. I I've I've been trying to figure out which one of those uh, should go for main versus side, but I can see why they choose them both in both cases. Remember, dude, these tos want viewers; they want the viewership because the ads and all that. And they want the tournament entrance because, you know, once again, the the uh, the promotion and, um you know, the prestige and everything of that nature. If Man, they got taking two, away if a they slot got two from games, another game, you're taking away a slot they, from another game. If they, if they see the numbers are showing up for both Melee and Smash 4, which, God damn, they always are, 
and the top eights are always hype. People always go crazy for Smash. Um, they're gonna put both. That's it. Remember these tos. They they want the viewership in the entrance, and um, that's kind of why, man. The Smash community is near unstoppable with that, and that's why they continue to get two games at uh, major tournaments. Both, you know, uh, every year. I mean, they the Smash community shows up damn near unlike any other community. I mean, the Marvel community is kind of close, but the Smash community is ridiculous. Like, I don't know if you have it in front of you. But you talk, you keep talking about their numbers. What were their numbers doing this Evo? Smash both of the smashes. What did they do? Do you have those numbers in front of you? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do. Um, they always briefly mention it. And um, when I was watching the melee top eight, um, because um, we were, I was gonna cover that for the earlier episodes. Um, they always do. Okay, so Smash Four always does, or it, it has averaged. Um, around the 2,500, no, not 2,500, the 2,000 mark since its what? inception. Yep, since its inception. That was back in 2015 was its first Evo. We got to look up these numbers, season. man. But Melee always averages around the 1,500 mark as well. So, you know, the, the I mean, for entrance. So they don't ever, it was one year when um, Smash 4 they were um, basically what Dragon Ball did this year. They thought Smash Four was gonna do. At one point, they thought Smash Four might pass Street Fighter, but no, it didn't. But Smash was uh, one of the games that was anticipated to be the first ones to uh, might possibly pass Street Fighter, um, but but it never did. But Dragon Ball, of course, bringing all the communities together did. But yeah, Smash Four in Melee always has those numbers, man. Always in the fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred range, and always turning up man like those guys that community is amazing i you know i got homeboys that you know are, are pro players for smash and you know i've watched them and you know i've followed their paths and they've all they've went to ceo and evo and um they've placed well and that community is just the amount of events that smash has you could and i mean people have it out there there's podcasts and platforms dedicated to only smash just because of how big it is because they have their own little like pro tour events and even before they were getting sponsorships they were doing their own kind of world tour kind of thing international players were coming out to go up against like american players and so on and so forth now they have a platform so now they're even more unstoppable, you know, because they have a force behind them. And I mean, it's only going to get crazier with Smash Ultimate. I, I, I mean, the possibilities are endless. I'm a casual Smash player. I fucking love Smash. But I, I definitely can say I can't wait to play Smash Ultimate casually and to watch it competitively and watch the community flourish. My whole, thing with, my whole thing with Smash, man... I love the game. It's just I'm not a I'm not an item person in that game. You know how using all well, the fucking items and all don't, that. Competitive players don't use items. Okay, good. Good. See, I, 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 I don't watch too many Smash items. tournaments. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, so competitive I, I players play without know. items. Okay, yeah, good, 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 items. good. Yeah, I'm so, not for that shit. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, sis. You, you watch more. You, you know, you big on the tournament scene more than me. What's the meta in that game? It seems like when I did kind of like just skim through Smash a little bit, like they top eights and all that, I always seen different mm -hmm. characters, which is a good thing. 
which is yeah. a good thing. So, like, does that game even really have meta like that, or is it like just like a? It of course. Oh man, of course it has meta. Um, the Smash meta uh, develops. Um, it changes a lot, but um, basically, it's like this: certain characters um work very well on certain stages. So your goal is if you know your um wh- whoever whichever player gets to pick the stage um is usually most likely going to pick a stage that their character performs well on. In Smash since stages are very important, you actually have the ability um to ban stages, right? So you can ban certain stages that your opponent can't pick, especially because your opponent might just get the first pick. Now, when you uh, if you lose that match, you can of course counterpick the stage, right? Because you're going to try to pick a stage that your character is better on. Granted, your opponent didn't counterpick it, you know. So I don't know the exact details of how counterpicking stages works or how many stages you're allowed to ban and all that. Um, but that's basically the meta. It's my character is better on this stage, so my goal is to get on this stage eventually, whether it's the first match or later, and perform um, well on this stage and, and try to get that uh, um, set lead, try to get the lead in the set. You know? right. So that's what they focus heavily on because the game is very stage dependent, right? There's only a few stages that they use and um, certain characters. And the top tier characters in that game are usually the ones who can perform well in multiple situations. So those are usually the ones that are usually top tier. So they're good on a stage with or without platforms. And they have all, in addition to that, they have all the tools to edge guard properly, to get on and off the stage properly. You need good mobility. Your character needs to have really good mobility, so on and so forth. So that's kind of how Smash works. Now I'm I do want to say it, but that's from what I can understand, that's kind of, you know. Now I do want to say again, I'm not a big Smash player, y'all. So y'all don't y'all don't drag me. But I do want them to have maybe they do have a stage like this. I have yet to find that shit where there's no fucking platform jumping. Where it's a straight up, I guess you could say training type stage or whatever. Y'all could just go at it. None of that jumping. Uh, yeah, it's called Final that. Destination. And in Smash Ultimate, well, in Smash Four, every stage has a Final Destination version or an Omega version. And in Smash Ultimate, since Battlefield is the second most popular stage and used stage, in Smash Ultimate, every stage has a Final Destination slash Omega version and a Battlefield version. So every stage has a flat surface version of it. You put me up on game. You put me up on game. I'm going to have to get back into Smash then, man. Like, that was like Smash, it just felt too partyish, like like, like a party game. I mean, it's a, it's supposed to be. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash so wasn't that's why I really made to, to be serious. a competitive game. The competitive scene took that game and made it a competitive game. Smash is a party game at its core. That was the whole idea of it at first. It's a party game that the competitive scene took and made it a competitive game. But it is. It's a party game. Right. And that's when right. I enjoy Smash the most. So Who, who you get busy with in Smash? I'm a peach man. <laughs> come on, man. Yep. Man and peach, come on, man. Yep. Yo, so give, give, me late, man. Man. give me late, man. Um, give me late. And then um, in Smash 64, since Peach wasn't in that game, I played Samus and Jigglypuff. Oh, so, man. Yo, Smash 64, I was um, I was killing it with Captain Falcon, man. Yeah, he's re- he is really good in that game. Yeah, that's both casually, Both casually and competitively. Falcon and Link, them two right there. Yeah, Falcon is really good in that game, both casually and competitively. 
So, um, all right. So, shout outs to Smash Ultimate. Can't wait. I don't have a Switch, but I know people that do. So, I will be playing some casual. Um, when I go to play my homeboys who play competitively, what they usually do for me is they usually just, you know, pick characters they wouldn't normally play. So, um, that's what I do, you know. Um, shout outs to them for that. Let's talk some Soul Calibur Six. Let's mm-hmm. talk Kira and Aswell. Did you see any of the trailers? Yeah, I did. And I know it's an uproar. Because uh, Tilra, you correct me if I'm wrong, she's supposed to be DLC, pre-order DLC. Yeah, she's just a pre-order bonus. Right. She's a pre-order bonus. So if you pre-order the game, which I will, um, you get her right off the bat. And I'm pretty sure if you don't, later on down the line, you can pay $5 for her. So, So, go ahead. We have people, we got fans bitching and crying and whining about that, about her being, you know, a pre-order bonus. But it's like, come on, man. It's not like... They're trying to milk us for our own money. How like a lot, a lot of these microtransaction, you know, uh, mm-hmm. games try to do. They're not doing that. They just saying, hey, look, you pre-order this, which most of us will. You see, what I'm mm-hmm. saying you get this character. I don't see what the big deal about that is, man. A lot of people um, don't. Like basically, this. it's like this: people don't like pre-order incentives. Period. Because stupid. Some people just don't like the pre-order games. Um, it's it's one of those things that's hit or miss. MKX did it with Goro. And then they did it again with Dark Side. Um, companies do that. Street Fighter Five, Capcom did it with costumes, though not characters. And yeah, people people just feel like you're taking a whole character out of the game. And if we decide not to pre-order it, you're kind of punishing us because the character may be available on day one to purchase right away for five dollars, or um, or they might wait. So this is what I always tell people. It, with a game like Soul Calibur 6, right? Fight, first of all, let me say this. And I've been wanting to say this for a while. Here's the perfect time to say it. Mm, say it. Fighting games are unlike anything else. You, you know how, like, sometimes developers are scared to show games when, in other genres. Like, at E3, you'll see something, and then you'll see something way the fuck later. Or they'll try to hide a bunch of shit because they're not confident in their game or... Fighting games I love because developers show off the fuck out of fighting games because we have a tournament scene. So now at every tournament, you get a nice little Soul Calibur 6 exhibition or Soul Calibur 6 side tournament. Same thing when Street Fighter was coming out. Same thing when KOF was coming out. Same thing with Dragon Ball. We get What I like about fighting games is we get to see this shit's a lot. So determining whether we want a fighting game is quite easy it's a little easier than when i see certain other games now the only thing they can still bullshit us on i'm looking at you tekken 7 are the modes and shit obviously right like they can hide the fact that the game don't got a lot of modes and shit but um, as far as gameplay is concerned we get to see a shit ton of gameplay we do but what i don't like what i don't like is it's so caliber is really doing this having these pro players have a leg up on everybody else with all these damn exhibitions and side tournaments. If you want to do that, cool. Do that like maybe like two or two weeks before the game releases. Yo, well, they're doing this shit like a couple months before the game releases. Well, more than a doing? couple months. They've been having yeah. these since March. But the thing is, okay, so that's a, that's a pro and a con. Every game does that. A lot of people, and I do mean a lot of people, were upset that Filipino champ got Marvel Infinite three months before the shit came out. 
Like, a lot of people were yeah. upset that he had crazy access. But the reason why they do that, if you don't know, is they do that for one to show the game off, but also they're basically getting free play testing. Okay, they're basically um, looking for bugs and stuff and finding glitches and stuff like that. So that's the reason why they do that, because you pretty much get free play testing. Yes, yes, it sucks that uh, the people who go to tournaments get a leg up, but they're also acting as our play testers, because even if they didn't show it off at exhibition, they would still call them in to a play test because they they do that with YouTubers and streamers as well. So they let them come in early and play test. So. It's a double-edged sword. Yes, I hate that there's no game that, like, I feel like everybody gets to start on the even ground. That sucks. Trust me, I've thought about that, too. Believe me, I want there to be that one game that we can all start. But then it's like, who the hell is going to play test it, you know? So, and, and if they're going to do that, come on, man, we're in a new day and age now. Do betas. Betas. Do betas. Yeah. Exactly, do man. Betas. There's no excuse why tournament players should be doing all these exhibitions and side tournaments. Mm-hmm. Two and three months before the game comes out. Yeah. If y'all really want to play test, throw out a beta. That's what you got to do. That would be dope. Betas, I like when they do betas, of course. Betas are done prior nowadays. This is a new kind of thing. Betas are primarily done to play test netcode. And some companies, you know, feel like they have a good solid netcode. I don't know why Namco is so confident in their netcode. Maybe because they finally fixed Tekken 7. Um, so maybe that's why they're so confident they're not putting out a beta for Soul Calibur to at least test the netcode. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel you. Um, once again, it's basically play testing. They do find bugs and glitches and stuff. People do get upset about that, though. You're not the only one. It's a double-edged sword, man. God damn it. It's, it's a double-edged sword, man. It's like we get to show off the game and play test. Because I do like seeing this because... Once again, it gameplay wise, it lets me. It, it, I have a lot of faith in Soul Calibur Six. Let's just hope the modes are up to par, and they have been showing off uh, modes as well because they showed off Creator Soul and everything. But um, basically, so going back to the DLC, you, you yeah, there it. we go. So Tira is a very popular character, and they know that. So this is what I always advise people to do, right? Like I said, fighting games is great because we get to see them. If you're confident that you're going to get Soul Calibur 6, just do what I do. I always pre-order my, I pre-order the game at about 11.45 because I'm going to buy it anyway. Like if you're not sure you like to wait for reviews, I can understand. But if you know, like me, that you're going to buy a game day one, like I am with Soul Calibur 6, then I don't pre-order it. At about 11.45, I go in, and then I pre-order it then. And bam, because I was going to buy it anyway. So I I pre-order it like 15 minutes before, and then I get all the pre-order stuff. So, you know, I always tell people, just do it that way. You know, because they're going to take popular characters out of the game, and they're going to make them pre-order incentives. And Tira is pretty popular. The little bit of gameplay I've seen on her, man, she's looking nice. I'm, I'm liking Tira. Oh, yeah, she looks really good. Um, if I mean, if they're going to make her a pre-order incentive, they better make her good. Yeah, so, Aswell looks dope, man. Aswell, um, he, a lot of people are saying he might be final boss material. And um, you can tell by his personality and some of his moves, man, he, he, he looks dope as fuck. His weapons are kind of like on his hands and they kind of extend it, it's really hard to explain but it's dope as fuck yeah, it is. and um he has a large variety of shit like he 
I can't wait to explore that character. Um, you know, I, I really can't, you know, so he's going to be, he's in my top five characters that I want to explore. Wow. Uh, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely in my top five that I want to explore. He's up there with Tira, Song Mina and Ivy. Um, and of course, um, I have a particular number one, who's of course the first character I'm going to explore when the game comes out. So, um, and, and, you know, people who know me well enough know. So it's the same person who I've always, uh, made his own caliber. So. Yeah, just so, you back in off of what you said, man. He, he looks dope as hell. Um, I'm not really like a big boss character guy. I don't really use them too much in in fighting games. And it looks like, like you said, he's gonna be a boss character. So, you know, I'm gonna use him. Of course, am I like super hype for him? Eh, I think Terra more more so. But mm -hmm. yeah, he's gonna be dope, man. He's gonna be dope. Yeah, he's gonna be dope. Um, a lot of people are saying they want more new characters. Um, I mean. Can't hurt. I mean, Soul Calibur, since they're revamping the story, they literally can do whatever the hell they want. So, you know, let them, let them wild out with the new characters. Let them bring back. We still haven't got Cervantes yet, you know, and a couple other characters yet. So let them do whatever the hell they want with, uh, with, the, with the characters as far as, you know, new and returning, starting the story over. Um, and matter of fact, you know, mentioned in the story. Way to do that. You mentioned in the story, there's supposed to be like two story modes, right? Two different story modes, right? Um, the only thing they've shown off is the create a soul story mode. So you create your character based on another character in the game, I'm sure. And then you actually, and then you go through the story, a la Soul Calibur 3 and 5. Okay. I could have sworn somebody was saying like this, there's that story, what you just broke down, what you just explained. Mm -hmm. is also... Like the regular story, like the the arcade uh, mode type story. Yeah, you get yeah. A, yeah I'm, pre oh, I'm pretty sure. So Calibur's um famous for that as well. So I'm pretty sure arcade mode will have a cutscene at the end where you know you get an indie for your character. You know, a la Injustice Two, where you have a main story, but then if you go to the multiverse, um, every character you beat the multiverse with gets an ending. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure there's that as well. Um, and I used Injustice as an example instead of Street Fighter Five because Injustice did it a thousand times better than Street Fighter and Tekken. So but yeah, I'm pretty sure every character will have an ending uh at the end of arcade mode or something like that. So so yeah, I can't wait to explore this game. I can't wait to play it. I can't wait to explore it. I can't wait to, you know, play it both on and offline. Um I just can't wait. I can't wait to get a hold of the characters. I mean, I'm going to be playing this game a lot. Unfortunately, I don't know if the area I live in is heavy on Soul Calibur. I'm going to look up uh, some of the uh, places here, like, uh, uh, you know, like the arcades places and see. But I don't know if the area that I'm from is big on that. We're, they're more like 2D type, you know. I'm trying to play. They play more 2D stuff. Because even, even when Tekken came out, I saw Tekken at Versus for like a week. And then they nobody was playing it anymore, and like only like two or three people would come to play. But then they would end up playing something else because nobody was playing Tekken. So I don't, I don't know. Soul right. Calibur Five, man. When did that come out? Because I'm trying to think. The last time I played, yo, that's the last time I tested a Soul Calibur game was 2012, 2013. That's yeah. damn. That's how many years? Shit. Six, six plus actually. About, about six five. Years. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, six plus years. All right. So we're gonna wrap this one up with one more topic. It's ran pretty long. I've been watching a lot of cooler gameplay. And uh, what do you think of cooler for Dragon Ball Fighters? Yo, cooler looking kind of nice, man. Okay. Um, nice. he he reminds he's like a Frieza slash Android sixteen. Like More he's, so he's like not a, a big body. 
He's like a big body freezer, but he doesn't have those big body properties per se. Um, he doesn't have the best mobility, but when he hits, he hits. You know, he does damage. And like every other character in this fucking game, he looks cool. His design is cool. Um, they did a great job with that. Um, I like the way his level three looks um, when it hits. I, I, I like a lot of stuff about the character. I, I don't know. I'm not even going to speak right now on competitive and all that. We've talked a lot about competitive play. I'm not going to speak on where I think he's going to be in the tier list or whatever. Um, but as far as fun, he looks like he's going to be fun. Yeah, so I can't wait to do some kind of theme team around him when new characters come out. The first time I tried them is always in a theme team until I can find the characters they actually have synergy with. So it'll be him, Frieza, and I mean, I don't know what other characters go good with them. So probably again, you or like, or like uh, a cell, I guess, or, if you want to do like a or villain Beer, type, yeah, or Beerus. Um, you know, well, I'm thinking more so relatability, like lore. So, you know, since Frieza worked for Beerus and or since Ginyu worked for Frieza, you know, we'll see. I can't wait to do a theme team until I can find what team he actually does have good synergy with. Um, so, yeah, or since he comes out at the same time as 17, um, I might do just him 17 and Frieza, but I'm going to be too busy playing 16, 17, and 18. Because, right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, so for and Team Android, because when I, when I did Team Android, when the game came out, it was 16, 18, and Cell, um, you know, for the theme team, but this one will be 16, 17, and 18. And if those two, in, if those three end up, for whatever reason, coincidentally having good synergy, that's just icing on the cake. Have they shown so, off 17 yet? No, I haven't even, he hasn't even gotten his trailer yet. Okay, so that's, that's what I'm waiting. I'm waiting on 17. Man. I'm going to be honest. I'm more excited for him than I am. Exactly. Man. That's what I'm saying. Cooler. I don't man. know. I like Cooler. I like his movies and whatnot. It's just, I'm going to be honest, he never resonated with me. I was always a bigger Frieza fan. Cooler never resonated with me the way he resonated with a lot of other people. So, you know. But to me, it's kind of retarded, man. Like, if, if you was going to put 17 as a DOC, why have him do tag team moves with 18? Like, I, I don't I don't get that. I mean, because That's... in my I, let me tell you why. I think because it wasn't part of their original plan to have Solo 17. But then when they saw the, the outcry uh, of people for 17 as a solo playable character, when it was announced that he was going to be tagged with 18, people didn't really like that. And there was an outcry. And, you know, they, it's a business. They want to make money. If, if they know 17 is going to bring in the bucks, then, of course, they're going to be like, okay, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I think, in my opinion, I feel it wasn't part of their original plan. But then with the outcry of people for 17, because he does, a lot of people do like the character, especially now that he was, you know, especially after the Tournament of Power arc, because he was brought back for that. A lot of people are like, look, uh, you know, we want them. And they're, they're of course, they're going to give the fans what they want, which is a good thing. So give us know, Master Roshi. A lot of people, well, I mean, there, there's no outcry for him like there is. There is. People have mentioned them before, but not yeah. to the levels of uh, 17. Um, you know, there people have been, of course, you know, making jokes or at least talking about. So, what's going to happen if you put seventeen and eighteen on the same team? Exactly, you know, man. Like, it's going to be know, crazy. It's not going to feel. It's not going to feel right. But you know, they'll they'll balance it out. You know, maybe they'll you know I don't know put Krillin instead of seventeen. That's what I, I was thinking know. too. Just do that. Like they need to just swap him out all together as that tag partner and just throw Krillin up in there. 
Yeah, but, but then like, what if you have 18, yeah, I was, 17, and Krillin on the same shit. team? So it's, it's, it's yeah. you know, they're just going to keep it. Look, man, it's just like mirror match type stuff. Look, you're not supposed to really think about it that hard, okay? You're really not. It's a game. You're kind of yeah. supposed to play it. Um, Season two for Dragon Ball, what do you got? Uh, season two for Dragon Ball, man. I just want to see well, some. Who do you like? Who do I like? You mean what the DLC? No, that's... like who do you, what do you want to see for? Yeah, what do you want to see for season two? There we go. Um, yo, man, I know, I know, I, I know. This been rumored. I know a lot of people may not want this, man, but I just want a one-on-one mode. I'm not saying it's got to be oh, competitive. So you don't even care about characters. You just want man. I want a one-on-one mode. If we talking about characters. Man, let's do Great Saiyan, man. Let's do Master Roshi. Let's even do, um, what was it, Android 19, the old guy. That's 19, right? 19 the is the one that Vegeta broke his arm. Yeah, him, him, him. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's... The like, old let's, guy, which is Dr. Jero, was Android. Dr. Jero. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, like no, just, like, just give Vegeta us... didn't break his arm. Yeah, like, like, like let's, let's just, like, just you give us... Him? No, I'm talking about um, Jero. Dada yeah, Jero. you want Jero? Yeah, Dada Jero. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very um, un, un, uncommon, unpopular choice, but makes sense. Yeah. I want more girls, man. I want Videl. I want... Uh, I, I know a lot of people Videl. don't like, like them, but I want Kale, um, Khalifla, Endor Kefla. Literally just because, man, this game's lacking. Look, Dragon Ball in general lacks female characters a lot. So I can so it's, I don't know why people were even why that was even a topic of discussion at first. It's like guys, let's be honest. Dragon Ball isn't exactly known for having a lot of female characters. In the original, Boma doesn't fight. So in the original, Chi Chi was one of the only ones who yeah. uh, could fight. What are they gonna put launch in the game? Is. You know what I mean? So and, and Chi Chi, I mean, you know, it's a video game, but uh, Chi Chi still wouldn't fit. So they're not gonna put her. But now, as of Super, look, whether you guys like it or not, we have three characters. And I know they're not the fan, most fan favorite, but they'll add that variety. Kel, Khalifla, and Kefla, which is their fusion, will add that variety. And, of course, Videl. I mean, look, man, I, I, I mean, I like that character a lot. I forgot about Videl, do. man. And people, I will, I, man, that's for, for you when you were saying take your money. I mean, that's my take my money character. If they put Videl in Dragon Ball Fighters, that's my take my money character. And I didn't even care about Videl in older games, but I, in this game where she'll actually be useful and they'll make her unique and whatever, I would love to have her. You know, I mean, I would use her. I didn't in older games, but I would use her in this game. So her, but anyway, outside of that though, um, I don't really harp too much on two uh, characters I would I would really care to see in Dragon Ball. I'm a simple guy, and I like a lot of the simple guys. I'm, you know, Goku, Krillin, and them. And obviously, they're all there. So I can't really think too hard about characters I would want to see. I mean... I tell you who I don't. I just go all out and be like, fucking, give me Tapion. You know, give me fucking... I don't, I don't know. You know, Whis. You know what I mean? Like, I just go all out. And just start saying dumb shit. Give me put Hercule in the game. I don't know why he's not there yet. <laughs> I fucking Obviously, hate he's gonna be a joke character. Him, he's gonna be a little weak, um, obviously on purpose, but you know, um, you know, shit like that. Put the great put 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 an actual playable Cyberman in the game, put Raditz in the game, 
You know, Radich, you know, I forgot about him. Yeah, you know, Radich is Zarbon. No, give me Zarbon. I like Zarbon. You feel yeah. me? Who I who you I don't fuck the Doria. Who I don't want to see. Who I do not want to see. Don't y'all arc. Y'all better not do this shit. Do not put no kid trunks in there. Go ten in there. No more clones, man. No more clones. No. Why? Because you already have Goten? Exactly, man. That's it. No. Because no think about it. They put Go Blue Goku, Blue Vegeta, and, and they Blue Vegeta. Did. And they should not have done that. All in the game. So, I mean, they you should know. not have done that. <laughs> what? They shouldn't have put Vegeta, Blue Vegeta? See, I'm biased, man, because it's Vegeta. But still, man, no more fucking clone characters. Don't put Nell. You see what I'm saying? Because he flew. No, that's not that, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, no more, man. Like, I wouldn't mind if they put Dende in the game. I wouldn't mind if they put Dende in the game. <laughs> Get out of here, man. I, yo, I never seen him throw a punch, Dende. Um, Get out of here. Uh, put a playable Chao Tzu by himself. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, we still got room. You know, hey, shit, that's the case. Man. Put put King Kai up in there too, right? Um. Oh, yeah, King Kai. King Yama, you know? <laughs> King Yama. The you Bora, asshole, man. You Majin Buu saga. But anyway, man. All right, so that does it. Um, guys, our listeners, man, we love y'all so much. Don't forget at FG Central One on Twitter. Um, and you can leave feedback on Anchor as well if you're listening there. But hit me on Twitter. I check every day for you guys' comments and feedback. We love interacting with you guys, both me and Gunna. And let me know which one of those tournaments you guys want me to cover first. And let me know your thoughts on anything that we discussed today, from Dragon Ball to Soul Calibur to Street Fighter to Smash, um, anything uh, that you guys want to, uh, you know, to talk about. We're here to talk about it. For all the people who've been listening, thanks for your support. Oh, yo, shout out the email. Um, shout out the email, man, just in case they want to leave some feedback. On and um, we do have an email, which is fgcentral1 at gmail.com. So um, there's no capitals, no spaces, of course, just fgcentral, the number one, at gmail.com if you guys want to send uh, feedback to there as well. Um, and yeah, so look forward to hearing from you guys. We'll be back soon with another episode. Peace, Gunner. Yo, we out, man. All right. Peace, world. And see you guys next time.